Hello and welcome to The Trials, the system playtest actual play podcast from the RPG Academy. I am Michael, and this is The Trial of Metahumans Rising, episode number three, Burning the Midnight Oil, part three. In this episode, we pick up mid-battle with a supervillain named Rampage, who was going undercover and selling this snake oil to a bunch of uh, like jock meatheads at an abandoned strip mall. Uh, we didn't know he was a supervillain when we started the fight. Uh, we found that out very quickly. And I will say that this campaign or, or this game takes a dark turn shortly after this battle. Uh, it is a turn that continues throughout the rest of the, uh, the campaign. So uh, hopefully you guys enjoy that. So uh, anyway, here is the Trial of Metahumans Rising, episode number three, Burning the Midnight Oil, part three. I'm also singing that Gwen Stefani song. Let's go bananas like that a bunch of day laborers walk over from the home depot thinking you're selling them at like an open air mart <laughs> to all of our listeners who wish to complain that's michael at the <laughs> rpg academy.com at, at some point crossfire will shout i've got the banana let's split <laughs> <laughs> Is the truck still usable? You think? You think we can throw them in the back and then just p- pull out? Yeah, it's a it's a reinforced steel concrete truck, man. This is our mobile operation unit. It's not just some regular truck. It's super truck. That's true. I mean, it has to hold up to the volcano melting dude without disintegrating. It's probably okay. We assume. So your shadow control allows you to kind of like envelop yourself in shadows and fly. Uh huh. But it doesn't. You're not like super fast or anything. Uh-huh. Okay. Like a uh, bat. Bat flies super slow. Yeah. Uh, so if you want to get outside this building, uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to have you make a movement roll. Okay. okay. Which in your case is just going to be your power plus dexterity and three dice. My power of shadow control? Yes. Okay, so that's a 12 plus dexterity, which is 12. So I'm sitting at 24 plus a roll of three dice or two dice? Uh, yeah, three dice. Three. Oh, geez Louise. Okay, I got a six and a nine total. So that's a, tw- uh, tw- a 33. Uh, you kind of like shoot towards the front of the building and you kind of make it to above the cement mixer. Because you're you're flying, okay. right? And you can see out, but it's going to take you uh, another action to kind of reach where they've hit the ground. Okay. Uh, so you do have another action if you want to spend that, or because your powers are medium ranged, you can do something from where you're at. Like you don't have to be on top of them or anything. Can I shadow blade him while I'm flying towards them? Yeah, absolutely. That 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 would be your your other action for the turn. That's 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 fine. I I I feel like one shadow blade isn't gonna kill him, but at the same time, I'm kind of a dark, edgy chick. Okay, so for shadow blade, I'm gonna roll three dice. Your value is actually twenty four plus three oh, dice. Oh, it is that number. Okay, so it's mm-hmm. twenty four plus three dice. Yes. Okay. I just didn't want to be wrong by assuming it was twenty four again because that's a really big number to me. Makes me happy. I'm just saying. Okay, I wish one of those was a six. Okay, so it is a 
34. Okay. And you said you didn't get any sixes? No sixes. So that does bypass any like physical armor. Gotcha. So while the damage doesn't seem like it's that high, it is effective. So it kind of like slices through him and he like howls in pain. That's you know, how if I wasn't in the shape of a bat, I'd make a witty remark, but instead I'm just going to go squeak, 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 squeak. Well, it's more like the shadows are like a bat shape around you. Oh, okay. So so then I'm going to make a shadow noise, which is... All right, Bulwark. Now that you have crashed the family uh, car, what are you doing? All right, so I'm going to open the door and step out. A whole bunch of empty Thin Mint boxes come tumbling out with me. I will pop open my visor and say, I'm here to kick ass and eat Thin Mints. And I'm all out of Thin Mints. And then I'm going to hear that uh, Crossfire is getting his ass kicked. And I'm going to be like, oh. And I'm going to start to leave. I'm going to turn back and go, I'm not a monster. And then I'm going to go out to the parking lot. <laughs> okay. So you're kind of in the same position here. Right. Which is... You're going to have to spend some time to get over to them. But unlike Lady Knight, your your powers are basically all close range. All right, so you, you do need to be over there to, to actually directly interact with them. All right, so beside my, besides my witty, if you want to call them that, remarks, could I like double, double move and actually try to run over there? I'm going to leave the cement truck behind and try to make my way uh, over to them quickly. You could run. But your volcanic body actually allows you to meld with the earth. Well, then that's what I would do. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you can actually sink to the earth and kind of move there. Again, it's not super fast, so you're going to need to make a movement roll. Okay. It, it would be your dex plus your volcanic body of 12. Okay. So then what I would do is I would sink into the earth, and then I would pop back up just my head and do the I'm not a monster. line, and then I would sink back down into the earth. Uh, so that is a, all right, 20, 31, no sixes though. Okay. So you, uh, you kind of sink down to the earth, right? You slide through and kind of pull yourself up and kind of like you're pulling yourself up as the two of them are on the ground. Like your shadow kind of looms out in front of them or over them and you have one action. Oh, Okay. So does it look like Crossfire is actually in danger at this moment, or is it more like he just thinks that because he's fighting a supervillain, he's going to get his ass handed to him? Well, he's kind of been electrocuted at this point. Okay. All right. Then, because I don't exactly know what we're facing here, but I want to put myself, I want to intervene, because that's kind of my thing, is I want to make sure that I am the most opportune target. So can I do almost like an intimidation role or otherwise I want to draw his attention to me off of Crossfire? Okay. So funny that you should mention that. You actually have a talent called Terrifying Presence. Okay. Okay. Which. Aha, I see it. So if you spend an action, this guy would basically suffer a minus eight to do anything other than get away from or directly attack you. Okay, that is what I want to do. That sounds exactly what I'm trying to accomplish here. Now, if he does try to attack you, he gets a plus eight to do it. He actually gets to use your provoke because you scared him to to make you go away. Okay, I'm fine with that. You don't need to roll anything. You're just declaring that that's what you've done. Okay, that is what I'm doing. Okay. So for his turn, he's going to kind of like, 
like you guys are kind of rolling and you kind of like blocked him down and he can kind of see see bulwark looming over you guys and uh he is going to kind of go crazy i think and i told you there's like uh like fog rolling out from where his hoodie opens up and from his wrists and from his ankles well this kind of like intensifies to like a gale force wind as like a cyclone of lightning arcs out and around and that's going to strike at both crossfire and at um at bulwark and it's going to push both of you back two range increments so it is strong enough to push you like back into that building. Uh, and since you're kind of on the other side of him, Crossfire, you would kind of get pushed across the street and into like the side of a car if this hits you. Now he is suffering a minus eight to hit you because he's terrified he's focused more on bulwark. So let's see if that actually happens. So I'm uh, taking my normal defense and rolling four dice. Uh, that would be if you had an action to spend. Oh, but okay. you've spent both of your actions, and right now your defense is at a minus six because you're grappling. Gotcha. Uh, so he's going to roll after I include Bulwark's penalty for attacking you. It's a 21 to hit you. Does that hit? Yes, because I'm 24 minus six okay. is an 18. So that's going to inflict six wounds. I'm oh, sorry, that's going to inflict uh, four wounds. Okay. Okay. Uh, then when you slam into that car, you'll suffer another six. Okay. So are are these two separate instances of damage? So my armor applies to each separately. Correct. Okay. So the first one was four. My armor is three, so I'll only take one. Second one is six. I'll only take three. Okay. And then Bulwark, his attack against you was twenty nine. So if I'm does that does that affect you? If I'm reading this correctly, I have a 44 defense. Does that sound right? Yeah, and yeah, and so that doesn't necessarily mean that he missed you, but his attack hit you and did no damage. Okay, I am a living volcano, so he doesn't push you. Yeah, so like you get struck by this lightning, and the wind is like rushing by you. You're not moving, but you can now see what this guy looks like. He is just covered in these welts. They seem to be exploding and releasing this lightning force. And he is going to shoot into the air now that he has managed to get Crossfire off of him. Kind of the winds lifting him up. Get back here. Did you want to spend some willpower to try and interrupt him? Or do we want to move on to the next turn? Let's, we'll go ahead and move to the next turn. Okay. All right. So, Crossfire? Okay. So, I just got my ass blasted across the street. I slammed into a car. So, I left one of those human-sized dents in the side of the car, broke the windows. Of course, the alarm starts going off. Yes. So, I drop to the ground, panting. <sighs> I do the stereotypical superhero spitting out a chunk of blood from his mouth. 
wipe it off. All right. You want to play it that way? We'll play it that way. I grab Willow tank stopper because why not? Right. Uh, Assuming I can use it. It says it's a long range. Right. So he is uh, at medium range to you. Okay. And so that's going to do 14 wounds, eight of which just ignore his armor. Right. So if his armor was like greater than eight uh, or enough that it would reduce the damage below eight, he would always take eight. Right. Okay. So this says value 28 with three dice, mm-hmm. usable once per session or cost two willpower. So I'll use my one free one right now. Yeah, this is you would use the free one first in this case. Yeah. I, I'm going to guess this is some sort of explosive arrow. Okay. Because that just sounds right. So I'll grab Willow, line up the shot, flip on the little red blinking light. Boop, boop, boop shoot off the arrow 35 all right so that definitely hits oh god (laughs) did you roll any sixes i rolled no sixes i rolled almost all ones all right so this guy's kind of like 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 trying to just climb into the air and his arrow collides with his back and sends him spiraling and like he's like you know he's like pulling off burning clothes and he screams out in pain and then um Okay, so I have a second action. Well, Did he fall so, to the... So you, you needed to spend that action to um, to pick up Willow and then oh, okay. to attack. That okay. makes sense. Cool. Okay. Uh, so Lady Knight, you kind of see this going on. What are you doing? Does the thing that I shot at him pin him at all? Uh, the Shadow Blades are not like a pinning attack. Uh, you can spend willpower to make it a trap, but that's a, that's a one-off, like, you have to spend willpower each time you want to make that a trap ability. Can I cage him, or is the cage an only one-person type of thing? I mean, a one-use, like, uh, I can only use it on the, the big guys and not on anyone else. Uh, no, you could, if you want to spend the willpower, you can actually uh, try and trap him also. I would like to do that, then. Okay. So, go ahead and make your attack roll. Okay, three dice. Okay, so that's a 36, and I had one six. All right, so we're going to add two damage to that. And so that's going to do four damage instead of the normal uh, two. Okay. And so describe what that looks like. All right, I imagine that I'm flitting over in my shadowy form, and I see this explosion of of windy lightningy stuff mm-hmm. and you know crossfire goes flying so i'm like i whisper to my to my shadowy self cages and i just make a cage around him and keep him where he's supposed to be because i don't want him going anywhere these like shadow blades kind of like lock in around him and he he like howls in pain and starts like plummeting from the air and like the cage kind of keeping him from flying basically. And he hits the ground with this like, like just boom. And like, there's a plume of smoke bulwark. He is probably like not even 10 feet from you when this happens. Okay. Like he was going up and not necessarily away. All right. So I will smile a gravelly smile. And I will say, Do you know who my favorite band is? Earth, Wind, 
and fire. And I'm going to use my <laughs> eruption power. You, you may want to hold off on that one. This guy's pretty beat up. Okay. Just kidding. And I will uh, volcanic smash him. Okay. All right. You come down on him. Boom. And he is just out. Like, that is all they were like he's he's trapped in this cage and you like shatter those blades and knock him out still not a monster <laughs> okay so this guy's unconscious are there any of the bros coming out of the building at us or are they still scared no no they're they're trapped and scared gotcha is the cement truck still drivable it's a cement truck. It can take some punishments. Exactly. Awesome. So Crossfire will very shakily get to his feet. Ugh, all right. We got to get back to base, guys. Full work. Throw him in the back of the truck. Keep him pinned down. Let's go. And uh, we will uh, get in the cement truck and reassemble back at the base. As long as nothing else stops us from doing that. Everyone good with this plan? Yes. Lady Knight is also in. Her her headset's not working right now. Oh, okay. Okay. So you guys head back to the base. Like the run flats do you well because you know there's like a piece of concrete like lodged in there somewhere and it eventually like you know comes out. But uh, yeah, you guys get him back to uh, get him back to your base. I was gonna ask if we had any sort of holding cells for supervillains. Yeah, you guys have like a. Um, you don't have like a cell, but in the um, inside the truck, you have like a set of restraints that will um, nullify uh, metahuman abilities. Uh, but it's like it's hooked up to the truck's power supply, right? So it's not like something you can take with you. Okay. So once he's like. Like he's got like these like things over his arms and like this giant collar thing that kind of uh, hooks to the wall of the uh, cement truck and that keeps him locked in place and unable to use his powers. All right, so I'm we've established that I'm the driver, so I think uh, Lady Knight and Crossfire should uh, try to wake him up and start interrogating him, figure out what's going on, like what the big plan is. Clearly he doesn't want to just like juice up a bunch of greasers. There's, there's gotta be something more to it. I agree. And, uh, I, I think we would have established in our superhero history that I am the bad cop and lady Knight is the good cop or not. Uh, whatever you want to do, buddy, you like to be the bad cop this time. Yeah. I feel like I'm, I'm better at bad cop. All right. We'll change it up. That's fine. You can you can be bad cop this time. Yeah. Let's go. Let's interrogate this mother. I'd like to um, prod at, I guess, or 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 stick my fingers into any of wounds that he may have to try to alarm him into waking up. Okay. This got dark. <laughs> yeah, it did, didn't it? <laughs> That's why I wanted to be the bad cop. I wasn't going to be so bad. That, that's a very bad cop. All right. So so you kind of like prod at one of his wounds and he starts to come around. Now he's restrained by more conventional means now than, than a shadow box. Yeah. So he has like 
this um, he's like connected to the um, the the submit mixer mm-hmm. and has like a metahuman inhibitor collar around his neck mm-hmm. and these like braces on his arms that kind of cover his whole uh, forearm and hands. Okay. Uh, the problem is to keep him contained, he has to stay in the van or he has to stay no. in the vehicle. I like to think too, since you established that it's a collar that there's a control somewhere in the back that will cause the, because it is a cement truck to start to turn. And so you can kind of slowly raise it up. So it will start to choke him just a little bit. And then you can lower it back down. <laughs> We're bad, bad people. Fine with me. I, w- I was going to say once he's up, I, I would, I would tag in uh crossfire. All right. So this guy wakes up <clears throat> screaming in pain. Crossfire, come over. Easy, 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 lady. Easy. So, uh, listen, friend. You were selling some stuff. We need some answers. I would like to just let you go, but Lady Knight here has a totally different plan of how the night's going to go. I'll try to keep her at bay, but if you don't help me out, I think she's going to mess you up pretty bad. He's just, like, looking at you, and you can tell he's just in pain and uh he's like i want a lawyer lawyer <laughs> honey that's not how this works you know later on if uh, if i can if i can keep lady knight from going too far off the deep end we'll get you to the police station and i'm sure they'll have a lawyer for you there's a lot of drive time in between now and then so i don't know what's going to happen <laughs> okay D- did you ask him a specific question or are you just kind of setting him up so far uh, i'm just kind of setting him up so far so listen man why, why don't we just start with a little bit about snake juice where are you getting it from who's supplying it to you who's laying out the plans go ahead and make a uh, negotiation roll uh if you don't have that it's just your mental okay Mental is an eight. So that would be 2d6? Yes. Okay, so that gives me a 19 with one six showing. And now that you guys have a, a good look at him, Lady Knight, why don't you go ahead and give me a, uh, a roll on your uh, study for metahumans? Ooh. My bookworming is going to get me some good stuff. 23? Okay. You know, you've actually heard of this guy before. Uh, his name is actually Rampage. He is not known to be a long-term planner. He tends to associate with a group that call themselves the Brood, which seems to be like a loose affiliation of uh, deformed metahumans. And by Brood, would that have to do with the metahumans that that guy made when he left Earth? Because that's what it kind of sounds like. Like a father and a brood. You're not sure where the name came from. Uh-huh. But you know that this guy wasn't, like, uh, he didn't show up until years after Harbinger left Earth. So you're pretty confident that he's not one of Harbinger's new men. Okay. I'm going to let that information boil in my head until uh, Crossfire gets his answer, and then I think I know what I'm going to do. He, uh... There's no real end game to this. We just want to watch them suffer. 
Can I make any sort of intuition to see if I believe him or not? Uh, subterfuge, actually. So it's expression plus subterfuge if you have it. I don't. So it would just be expression? Mm-hmm. And two dice. Okay. <laughs> uh, nope, that's a ten. You can't tell if he's telling the truth or not. He does seem the cruel type, but this seems like a whole lot of effort, and there doesn't seem to be a lot of suffering going on at all. Hmm. I will glance over at Lady Knight and give her kind of the half shrug, half, what do you think? Maybe you should work him over. Mm-hmm. What's going on? I'm going to I'm gonna click the uh, drum on the uh, cement truck up a peg. So the, uh, the choke chain tightens. I'm going to produce a uh, shadow blade. Yeah, I'm going to produce a shadow blade, uh, something akin to what Psylocke would produce out of her hands. Okay. And I'm going to address him. Now, listen here, uh, son. Rampage, is it? Um, I don't know if you're aware of who we are, but no one's ever going to hear from you again. So why don't you start talking and we'll see about if you keep on breathing and i'll with one hand point the shadow blade at him and with the other go to the uh clicker for the collar tightener to let him know that either way something's gonna suck for him all right so go ahead and make an intimidation roll. oh see i think i'm good at that one intimidation oh yes six twenty nine so he's like screaming as he's like trying to back up onto his toes. And he's like, there's no tricks. We just wanted to watch those meatheads suffer. They don't know what they're taking. And what are they taking? Rampage? My sentiments exactly. Thank you, Crossfire. He says, let me down. Well, I'm going to let him down, but the shadow blade doesn't go anywhere. He says, it's not a steroid. It's something Mop cooked up using uh, blood from detritus and uh, anaconda. Are these names that we recognize? They're names that Lady Knight recognizes as other members of the brood. I was about to say I, I could roll on my little thing if I need to, but I recognize them. Okay, anaconda, that was a bad movie, and detritus, that just sounds gross. Gotcha. The problem is you don't really have much of a point of reference beyond that. Like you, you, you're like, okay, yeah, those are the other members of the gang. Oh, so it's only the three of them: Mock, Detritus, Anaconda, Rampage. And you think there's somebody else, but you're not. You're not positive. Gotcha. I was gonna say because three guys definitely shouldn't call themselves a brood. All right. I was gonna all get right. on them for that, but well, all right, right, I'll, actually, I'll go ahead and tell you. You, you do know what Detritus is. Ooh. <clears throat> Detritus actually was something that Harbinger cooked up. Ooh, it's all making sense. Uh, in fact, he was, or it, was actually a bunch of anti-metahuman activists that had trapped him, and he had fused their bodies together. Ew. Yeah. And it is completely insane it's unsure if there's a single consciousness or multiple consciousnesses inside of detritus, but supposedly the leader of the brood has some way of keeping it under control. When he says detritus and Anaconda cooked it up, I'm just going to ah, walk away in disgust. 
pace away. Not very far, obviously, two or three steps. Yeah. Well, you know, I might have uh, to kill this guy soon. <laughs> All right, Rampage. You did good, kid. You did good. So uh, just tell me where y'all are making this out of. Where's your base of operations? Where's this all being cooked up? And uh, I think we'll be done. Right as he finishes that sentence, I'm going to charge towards Rampage again with the Shadow Blade in hand and say, so you're telling me there's no ulterior motive here? You're just trying to make people suffer? You fuck? (laughs) So... No, there's no end game. We just want to watch them suffer. Do you see how much privilege they get just for being beautiful? All right, all right. We've established that fact. Calm down, lady. Calm down. Let's go back to the original question. Where is your base of operations? Where is this all being cooked? I don't know where Mock's making the stuff. Where do you get it from? Gargoyle delivers it to me, but I know he's planning something big. Now there's a seventh guy. Jeez, this brood is pretty aptly named. Well done. Well done, Rampage. Yeah, it's it's a brood. That's definitely a brood. I'm glad I could help show you their broodiness. Okay, so Gargoyle drops it off to you, but Gargoyle's planning something or Mock's planning something? Mock's planning something. And is this Mock as in like <sighs> speed or Mock as in like trial or Mock as in like st- short for mock entire we don't know he's not a speed guy he's not a okay i'm good night he's just <laughs> rambling at this point matthew okay so where where do you pick up the stuff from gargoyle where do you guys meet uh he gives you a uh, an address uh which is like a uh, it looks like it's in an industrial district okay and what, when do the pickups normally happen? Every day? Once a week? Does it just happen to be tomorrow? He says, uh, he tells you the next buy was going to be like three days, or the next uh, pickup was in like three days. Damn it. Do we have any resources for tracking down anybody that has been named here? Uh, does anybody have the research talent? I do not, but I imagine I should have something with my scientific background that might kind of work. I have criminal underworld and metahuman history and street smarts, so I imagine that oh. I would be able to figure something out. Yeah, your uh, criminal underworld might be able to turn up some leads for you also. Then do I need to use my PDA for this, or can I just rack my brain and try to remember where these people hang out? No, you'd have to like go out and hit the streets. Like you have to go uh, and talk to people, and you know, like now you know who you're looking for. Sort okay, of so we got to bring him back to the raft. Okay, so but I have two questions at this point. One, did we recover any sample of the snake juice on his body? Oh, yeah. Okay. Two, do we have a permanent holding facility for people like this, or is there some sort of anti metahuman? police force that we can drop him off at the police partner with a division of the fbi called the mcpd which is the metahuman crime prevention division they basically have cells that have been retrofitted to handle metahumans at an mcpd facility and are we on good standing with them as heroes that we can just say hey fellas delivery well normally i would say yes but you guys seem to be much more the vigilante type uh 
Okay, then it's fine. DiGiorno, then. Embrace the vigilante. So uh, you probably have knock- like a, like a, it's not like you guys are buddies with cops. Crossfire, you probably know some former veterans who are cops, and that's where your best ties are. Gotcha. Then we're, we're, we're going to embrace the vigilante. We're, we're going to knock this guy out, tie him up real good, and stick a, a post-it note on his forehead that says to MCPD, leave him on the doorstep. That's the classic scene. That's going to happen. Okay. So we're going to do that. And then I think we can have we can have Bulwark get a sample of the snake juice to his doctor friend to start working on an antidote. And then we hit the streets to see if we can figure out anything about Gargoyle and Mach. And while they do that, I'm going to go take a nap because I'm really fucking hurt. Okay. So let me address a couple of things and let me make sure I get it in order. Okay. Bulwark actually has science, so he can study it himself back at the base. He's already got the notes from the scientist who was researching it, and she had a sample. So we knew how far she was able to take things. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I I thought we had to go through her as a scientist. I didn't know we had the equipment and Bulwark could do all that. Then, yeah, he can make some fucking antidote rolls. As far as you getting some sleep... You can take some time to recover, but if you want to recover some instantly, you can spend two willpower and heal an amount of wounds equal to your current willpower. So if you have five willpower and you spend two, you'll heal five wounds. Those are just flesh wounds that you kind of just shrug off. Mm, okay. okay. That's not going to help me too much right now because I only have four willpower. Okay. Well, that would heal you four. They just leave you with only two left. I'm down seven. Seven. Is there healing from sleep? Are there back to tanks? Do we have sandwiches? What are we doing? So you actually heal two wounds per each day of rest. Oh, okay. So if you spend the next three days resting before the next big bot or the next big uh, drop off, you would have healed six of those seven wounds. Hmm. So, and I think, does anyone have medical? I do not. Negative. I can cauterize the wounds if I need to. <laughs> uh, Crossfire has a sudden flashback to the, the very first and only time Bulwark said, oh, I can help you out. <laughs> he then spent a week in the burn ward. I, ga- I gave you a neck massage. Ugh. It's like one of those hot rock massages. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I did a Mr. Miyagi. I put my hands together and rubbed them and actually caught the drapes on fire. (laughs) Where do we want to start? With Lady Knight hitting the streets and looking for the brood or with trying to whip up an antidote? Let's start with uh, Lady Knight, I think. Okay. So how did you want to go about this? Well, I know that I have a contact, John Fix, and I also know the criminal underworld, so I figured one of those two would lead to something that I could turn into a lead. All right. Or maybe so, both of them together. So why don't we start with talking to John Fix? Okay. Uh, go ahead and make a contact roll, see if he's available for you. 26. No sixes. Okay. So you're able to get in touch with John. He doesn't know what's going on with the snake oil stuff, per se. But what he does know is that there are some major heavy hitters in town 
looking for stolen combat drugs. Stolen combat drugs. That does kind of factor into some of the facts we learned. Definitely. Okay. So can I use that knowledge with my street smarts and try to figure out, I mean, um, criminal underworld and try to figure out who these movers and shakers might be? So he's also going to add in that they've been hitting drug labs around uh, the DC Arlington area, like just wiping them out. It doesn't really make the news because it's not a pretty story. Uh-huh. Go ahead and make a criminal underworld roll. That is not as good of a roll as I wanted it to be. Ooh, I got a six, though. Okay. Uh, 11 plus 7 is 18. And a six. Okay. So you can't be certain, but if it's illegal combat drugs... Uh, your best guess is a group called Geo, which is a corporation that's banned from operating inside the U.S. that tends to sell to rogue nations and uh, mercenaries. Uh, but the level of bad that these guys operate on, they have uh, forked out their own section of Romania and claimed their own sovereign nation. But they tend to deal in the dirty end of the pool when it comes to weapons, drugs, and uh, military action. Huh. So, so these are the people that are looking for the drugs? Uh, yeah, that's probably the people that are looking to find these stolen drugs. Like This might have been stolen from them. Oh, okay. So with the information we had from... Rampage. The brood is using this stolen drug to make snake juice. Along with blood from Detritus and Anaconda. Okay. Well, I, I, I see two things here. And it depends on how, how much of a good guy's kind of guy we are. On one hand, we could track down the guys making snake juice and bring them to justice. On the other hand, we could locate the guys making snake juice, find Geo, and say, hey guys, here's the guys that stole your stuff. Happy Christmas. And and let them take each other out. Yeah, that could cause some collateral damage, though, more than, you know, acceptable. Well, it, it might depend on where the guy, the brood are. I mean, if they're under 123 Main Street at the school, yes. If they're in the middle of the industrial district in a shipping yard in the sewer systems, you know, might not be so bad. Mm, yeah. I mean, if their base of operations is underneath a preschool orphan nunnery, I would not want to <laughs> uh, start a, a fight there. But yeah, the shipyards would be fine. So what I'll do is... Um... I'll kind of summarize the, the research and kind of the events that are going on around that. Yeah, if there's a montage, uh, Crossfire wants a montage of napping. <laughs> <laughs> Three days of sleep, because he got hurt. And eating sandwiches. Wait, <laughs> yeah, they, they, we cut to the, the lab, and Bulwark is doing all this awesome science things with goggles on, and, and then we cut to the street, and Lady Knight is, you know, chasing down leads and investigating. We cut back to the base. 
making a sandwich. Like mustard, mayonnaise. Mustard, mayonnaise. Well, we have that scene where like my research, my research is uh, stunted because something goes wrong and I'm like upset. And then we cut to Lady Night and she's out there and her leads are going dry and she's stumped. And we cut to you and you're out of mayo. And you're like, ah! I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing the whole like butter knife trying to scrape the mayonnaise out of the bottom. Come on, mayonnaise, damn it! But in fairness, when they cut to Crossfire, he's got like like a bandage over one eye. It's like wrapped up there. And, you know. Oh, yeah. He's got like, he's like two fingers and a, uh, and a brace. Yeah, that's part of the reason he can't make a sandwich really well because he's got like three broken ribs and his coll- his collarbones a little bit bruised. Yep. That that's the truly that's the truly sad part is that there's a full jar of mayo right there, but it's in your out of your peripheral because your that eye is covered and you just don't see it. <laughs> or it's on the top shelf and I just can't reach because <laughs> yeah. my arms kind of. <laughs> Worse, he can't reach it, but because he's got these three fingers braced. He doesn't have the finger strength to properly turn and open it. <laughs> oh, man. I feel so bad for Crossfire right now. Yeah. Poor guy. All right. He just wants some man. So we've just wasted more time right. than it would have um, taken to actually do those scenes. So, <laughs> Episode um, four, the quest for mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to the RPG Academy podcast, the flagship program of the RPG Academy Network. If you enjoy what we do here, then please check out the RPGAcademy.com and visit our site partners for additional entertainment and gaming advice. We do this out of love for the hobby and for you, our fans. The podcast and site content will always be free for you to enjoy and utilize. But we do have expenses related to the show. If you'd like to help out in any way, please visit patreon.com slash Academy and check out the rewards we are providing for your monthly pledges. We use all funds that come in to improve the show and give you better content and quality. And if you don't have the coin to spend, don't worry. You can still help us out in many ways. You can subscribe to our show on iTunes and or Stitcher Radio. You can leave us a five-star review. Also, if you clear your cookies and you visit Amazon or the DriveThruRPG site through our portal, we get a small percentage of what you pay, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. Just like any RPG, our site works best with open lines of communication. We love talking with our listeners about everything. Please contact us with any questions, concerns, and comments that you have. We also love to hear feedback and experiences from your own games. You can email us via podcast at therpgacademy.com and reach us on social media, such as Facebook and Google Plus at the RPG Academy. But Twitter is usually the fastest way to reach us. You can find my favorite co-host, the Caleb G, at the Caleb G. And you can find my favorite co-host, Michael, at the RPG Academy. Thanks for listening. And as always, if you're having fun, you're doing it right.